The following is a pre-recorded paid program. Any claims made during the program are strictly those of the advertiser. They do not reflect the views and are not guaranteed or warranted by Portland Radio Group or its parent company, Saga Communications Incorporated. This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here. Now on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Sell your home the easy way. Just remember Jeff M-A-T E-J-A. That's the Matea Group. And call them today. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Matea of Keller Williams Realty, the Matea Group. And I have my sidekick to my left here, Harrison Smith. Welcome, Harrison. Thank you, Jeff. Good morning. What's going on uh, with you this past week? Uh, got back out on the golf course, which was nice. Also met some, uh, met a couple of friends for uh, for lunch down at the run of the mill there in Saco, one of my nice, favorite spots. Nice. One of my favorite spots. Where'd you golf? Uh, just over at Dunegrass. Just tried to keep it local. How'd you shoot? Uh, actually, pretty well. Pretty yeah. well. It was it was not good the week before at Saco Bitterford, so it was better than better kept, last week. Kept it in the fairway. How many how many uh, golf balls did you use? Uh, actually, I only think I lost one on the day, so it was wow. pretty good. Holy cow! Yeah, that's uh, far better than I would do. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, you? Geez, it was it was pretty wild and uh, coincidental that after our show with Delilah from Heart of Biddeford, uh, some friends of ours had a uh, a night out in Biddeford planned for us. Just a coincidence. So I uh, went out. I think it was Saturday night, and it was uh, Magnus on the water for dinner, Beautiful. followed by uh, Banded Brewing for uh, a beer just to uh, relax. It was super humid, mm. so we were out on the deck, which was great. Uh, good to be at the mill. Followed by showers, which forced us inside. Mm-hmm. Ran into uh, some colleagues from Keller Williams uh, that also happened to be there. Then proceeded over to uh, Ingenious, I believe. It's the uh, escape room. Oh, very cool. And uh, yes, proud to say that we uh, did escape with four and a half minutes of spare. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that was awesome. It was. It was. It made you think. There was uh, four of us, so it was a good, good night. And uh, then I think we capped it with uh, martinis on Main because somewhere else that we tried to get into was uh, the kitchen was closed and. Mm. It got late, 10, 10, 11 o'clock, so yeah. stayed out. Kids were away with their uh, grandparents, so got Perfect. to spend some time out and about. Perfect. I, I, I love hearing the fact that you had a you had a whole evening planned out in Biddeford because I've been in the area now for 10 years, and <laughs> I, I can honestly say five years ago it would be hard to plan a whole evening out in Biddeford because we didn't have quite as many amenities as we have now. Sure. No, no it, was, it was a fun time, and it was great to uh, be talking to our guests, our, the, the social coordinator there, mm-hmm. and then some people that I ran into saying, like, listen to the radio show. We're Love it. I'm actually like taking part in this. Um, and then on the flip side, real estate. So that was the personal side. The real estate side, we uh, we hit 200 sales this week. Uh, so that was phenomenal yeah. for, Amazing. The, for the team to uh, be able to help out 200 families this year. And uh, we've also started taking photos of homes for uh, sellers out there that may be thinking of selling their home this coming year, going into the fall and winter when maybe leaves are off the trees, the grass is brown, or even snow has fallen. We're taking those photos of the exterior now mm-hmm. uh, to showcase your home so we at least can capture how beautiful they look now with all the wonderful pretty flowers, the colors, how crisp uh, everything is, and you, know, you get that freshly mowed lawn. Exactly. Everybody forgets about how, how nice your house looks in the summer versus the winter until you're in the winter and you're staring at all the piled up snow and realizing that it, right. it doesn't show like it should. Yeah, and there's so we, we have some uh, – uh, excuse me. We have some homes that have photographed very well mm-hmm. in the winter with snow, so don't get me wrong. We sure. just want to have both so that people can say, well, what, what's under that snow? 
oh, there's beautiful flower beds, mm-hmm. wonderful landscaping, the yard's immaculate. We want to be able to showcase that for folks. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Um, and as, as folks listening to the show, too, if you've got questions for us or, or want to talk to one of, our, one of our real estate experts, you can always reach us at 207-331-5516, call or text. Email close at home at portlandradiogroup.com. We're happy to answer your questions and connect you to the right people. Yeah, we love that interaction. We appreciate appreciate the messages. Um, in fact, uh, we had a couple of listeners chime in and uh, it, was, it was funny. I, I went and listened back uh, just to see uh, a couple of key areas of the show and uh, hearing ourselves at one and a half to two times uh, the speed listening to the podcast, you can speed it up or slow it down. Uh, you should try that sometimes. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny to hear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I it's not, it's not always easy to listen to yourself back, but I don't, right. at one and a half and two times speed, it might be worth doing yeah. it. Yeah, well, it allows you to also fast forward if you want to capture uh, a spot. No, it makes sense. So yeah, let's recap uh, the Heart of Biddeford show. Yeah, so we had a great talk with Delilah last week, Delilah Papour from Heart of Biddeford there. Uh, they won that Great American Main Street Award this year, first time they'd applied, uh, really focusing on downtown revitalization and what that looks like takes in many forms, business community amenities, there's lots of components to that. Um, but she's been doing that work for a lot of years. And for those of us like myself who have lived in Biddeford for many years and have watched the change, it's been pretty dramatic. For those people who haven't been in Biddeford for a little while, when you drive through now, you probably wouldn't recognize it from where it was that's even correct. five or six years ago. Yeah, it was, and it was easy to park. People were very friendly. Um, it's very comfortable walking around town at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, so if you have an interest in downtown revitalization or really com- kind of community building, great show to catch. You can always catch it if you missed it at WGAN.com in the podcast section. Or you can download it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, listen to the podcast of it. So we have some excellent guests today, Christina Wilson from Macaroni Kid and Joe McKenney from the Biddeford Rec Commission. I know that you have a personal connection to them and a lot of what they're doing ties into what Delilah spoke about, but on a different level. Absolutely. We had a great chat with Delilah about that downtown revitalization. But the one component to revitalizing a community that goes beyond shops and restaurants and and bars is really the family amenities and, and what makes a community family friendly, what draws in a younger crowd, what draws in your families to that area. Um, bars and restaurants and shops are a great indication of the economic health and the activity of an area. But when you have kids, what you value is a lot different. Uh, and it'll be fun to have a conversation with the two of them today from the perspective of Joe, who's really worked hard to bring those amenities to Biddeford, um, and Christina, who's, who's a parent like us, who's had to look at what are those amenities that are important to me? So much so she's actually got her website, Macaroni Kid, where she publishes a schedule of what's going on and the places to go to uh, to help people find the, the amenities they're looking for. Sure. Yeah, those, those family-friendly amenities definitely get our kids off of the iPad and uh, all that screen time, the video games. Um, so I really appreciate all that they do, uh, the playgrounds and, mm-hmm. and such, and just making us aware of what's out there to bring our kids to that uh, embraces that kids can be there and other kids are there and other families. So there's an understanding that they're not looking over glaring at you that you're the the one parent that has your kids that are misbehaving yeah <laughs> right and, and that's uh it is it is funny how as you as you live in a community your needs evolve and change over time and especially when you have kids that changes everything and it's really nice to see some communities around us that have amenities that service your your single folks your young folks your your family friendly folks your seniors you need that variety of amenities to take care of all those different classes of people exactly and, and we'll talk again about how that that involvement that community will bring uh, more, more folks to the area and has a major impact on real estate values and desirability, right? Absolutely. It's huge. People, people really want those communities. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Sure. So before we bring our guests on today, there was an article a couple of years ago in the Portland Press-Herald that was highlighting the fact that Biddeford had become the youngest city in the state of Maine. The average age was about 34, 35 years old, which is a big change 
Um, and even the mayor was quoted, this, this used to be where the memes and pepes lived, uh, but not anymore. It's drawing in a sure. younger crowd and that they've come for the various things like the restaurants, the bars, the shops. And uh, you've got a lot more of those maker spaces and a, and a thriving art and music scene. And you, know, you go downtown, it looks different than it used to. But with that, when you draw in a younger crowd, you also draw in people that either may have kids or may soon be having kids. And they're also evaluating the other amenities where they can bring a family to. Exactly. Exactly. What would you describe as those amenities and how do you plan for that? Yeah, it's we look at as a parent. I look at a lot of things. I'm looking at access to things like the Saco River and, and lakes and bodies of water. Uh, looking at beaches, looking at parks, looking at green spaces, playgrounds. And for some people, you may be other things that are important to them are things like dog parks. Biddeford's got a great skate park at Rotary Park. Um, it's it's having amenities for those kids at various ages that are accessible to them, um, and and not just like is there a really cool like yoga place they can go to, which is nice, but really like are there amenities in the community that you can go to. Um, that the kids will have fun, they'll get outside, they'll do something, uh, that aren't going to cost you a fortune because that should be one of the benefits of living there. Yeah, and Delilah had mentioned too that the, the, their role is to keep Bitterford what Bitterford is and, mm-hmm. and have those aspects and work with what's already there. Can you talk to that about how you don't just go and level something and create a kid-friendly right. piece? It's you work with what we have uh, and then modify it. Exactly. And that's an example of that would be Rotary Park. And we'll let Joe talk about that here in a little bit. But, you know, that's a that's a you've got proximity to the Saka River. You've got tons of green space and the cities actually use that in creative ways to to give you some things to do without having to go in there and completely just bulldoze it and start fresh. They've used what was already there in ways that made sense, kind of enhanced it. And also, like Delilah said, you you take an inventory of what you have and find better ways to use it. And that is a lot of what things like Clifford Park and Rotary Park have done in Biddeford, where they had they had good amenities, they just were underutilized. I was fascinated, too, by how uh, they had UNE as well as, I think, was it the middle school students? It was, yep. So they had a whole day where uh, 700 UNE students, and then uh, whether it was a, the whole middle school or a few classes, had headed downtown, and you know, they listened, and they learned, and they dedicated their time, but also they watched and basically surveyed what these children were looking for. Right. And the needs that they have. And, and like you said, we'll talk more. I don't want to steal the thunder, but yeah. the playground being handicapped accessible um, yeah, was, a, exa- big, was exactly. a big opponent, component of that. Yeah, it's trying to mix your older and younger crowd together to understand the history of the city, but also the needs of the new, kind of the new generation of residents there. So we know, we know how we need to steal Delilah, Joe, and Christina to... Uh, Come to Scarborough, please. Nope. Sorry. nope. They're, they're doing they're doing great <laughs> work in Bitterford. Yeah, we'll leave it alone. We can they can get paid on the side for <laughs> consulting with the town council, right? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so with that, why don't we bring our guests onto the show? Let's get started on this conversation. Uh, we'd like to welcome Christina Wilson and Joe McKenney to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. So great to have you guys here. Um, why don't we start real quick with a quick in- introduction of kind of who you guys are, where do you live, what do you do for fun? All right, I'll start. Um, so my name's Christina, and right now I live in Biddeford. Um, I grew up in Gray, so lifelong Maine resident, lived in Portland for a long time, ended up moving to Biddeford because I worked in Portland and my husband worked at the Portland Naval Shipyard, so Biddeford's just like a really nice halfway point to both places. Um, and also, I've just been kind of watching Biddeford over the years and just like in awe of the downtown revitalization going on. So I really wanted to be a part of that. So our family moved to Biddeford a few years ago. Um, and for fun, well, I do a lot of uh, hiking with my kids. Um, I'm into powerlifting, so awesome. that's a lot of fun. Um, I used to be into music quite a bit, but I don't have as much time for that now that I've got children. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny how the hobbies take a bit, little bit of a hit. All right, how about you, Joe? 
Hi, my name's uh, Joe McKinney. I'm born and raised here in, in Biddeford. I currently live with my wife and three children, uh, just about a mile away from where I grew up. <laughs> and um, I went away for college for one year, came back, um, opened my business, McKinney Photography, um, and we're now in our 20th year <laughs> wow. of taking photos, which is uh, pretty pretty incredible. Um, and uh, I've been involved in the community pretty much ever since getting back getting back from college. Amazing. So, yeah, and we and we appreciate all that work, Joe. No, thank you. <laughs> so. And your involvement with the um, the Rec Commission, Biddeford Rec Commission? Yeah, I am a chairperson of the Biddeford Recreation Commission, and I'm also vice president of the Heart of Biddeford. Fantastic. I didn't want to leave that out before. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we do have to head to break here shortly, but we wanted to get that introduction briefly before we uh, head to our second segment, and then we'll have a bunch of questions for you leading into uh, the focus of what you do every day and how you make Biddeford, and eventually I'm going to steal you for somewhere else to, uh, yeah. to help at least consult <laughs> to help other communities. You're listening to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. We've got to head to break. When we come back, we'll be here with Christina and Joe. Have a question about real estate or home improvement? Call the 24-hour Closer to Home helpline at 207-331-5516. Now back to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, with your host and real estate expert, Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. This is Jeff Mateo with Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. And we're continuing to talk about community and having its its major impact on real estate values and desirability of the area. Harrison, our, our two guests back in studio. Yeah, we're joined today by Christina Wilson and Joe McKenney. I wanted to talk a little bit with Christina about, uh, about Macaroni Kids. So a venture you started here a little while ago um, to try to bring those amenities out to the surface to help people find them. So can you tell us a little bit about what Macaroni Kid is? Yeah, definitely. So Macaroni Kid Portland is a free online resource. Um, and I send out a weekly email newsletter and I run a website that like the bread and butter of it is the calendar. So I try really hard to keep an updated calendar with family friendly events for families um, in the Portland area. Uh, we generally cover like I'd say like Portland, South Portland, Scarborough, Westbrook, Saco, Biddeford, Falmouth, Cape Elizabeth, and then a few towns, surrounding towns as well. Um, and we also have like uh, parenting tips, crafts, recipes, local guides, discounts, giveaways. Um, and it's a part of a larger network. Um, so there's also Macaroni Kid National, and that's like a countrywide collection of over 500 websites wow. and all of them are like hyper locals focusing on the local communities. So how did you get started just the need yourself to entertain your kids or how? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. So I'm a stay at home mom. Um, I have a four year old and a five year old just had birthdays. So I had to think about the ages. Um, so my parenting style is very much like activities because it takes the pressure off of me. I get to socialize with other parents and I feel like my kids are being entertained. And before the pandemic, I used Macaroni Kid all of the time. Mm. Um, I also used Harrison's wife, by the way, who is like <laughs> super mom. Um, so she like had a group uh, where moms would meet up with their kids. And um, it was just so important to be able to meet up with other mothers um, and their children's and when the pandemic hit, it was just, 
it was kind of a bummer that was taken away, um, being able to go to events with your family. And as things started to open back up, I started to try to look at Macaroni Kid again to find out about local events, but it wasn't there anymore. Um, the woman who had run it for a very long time and did an amazing job uh, had left. And so I kind of thought about it for a while and I was like, I just feel like this is such an important resource. And I was looking for something to do um, kind of on the side as a stay-at-home mom. And I thought that would be a really good fit because I'm always researching things to do with my kids anyway. So why not bring it to the masses and help out other families? Um, so yeah, I started in uh, April of this past year. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing how the necessity and the need for yourself oftentimes creates the best solution because it is so hard sometimes to find that list of what's going on in the area mm -hmm. uh, and having one place to look is so helpful. Yeah, it really is. So Awesome. It's fantastic. So do you, do you have folks that then approach you and say, I have an event upcoming or are you constantly having to look for? A little of both. Honestly, I mostly um, add the events myself, but I do have um, an option on the website where... Um, people in the community that have events coming up can submit their events on the website. Great. Oh, that's that's awesome. And it's glad to hear that there's multiple communities that are involved here too. And yeah. uh, is it, can you, can you search by age or number of kids or is there like parameters that you can? Yeah. So you actually can search all those parameters. Um, and so like you can look by like the kind of activity you're interested in. You can look by the age, um, you can look by cost, all kinds of different parameters. Um, and, you know, the website is set up so that you just, there's a calendar, so like you can look day by day. Um, and I generally like, it's best to kind of look a week at a time because it's a lot for me to input all the information. I can imagine. But I try to do it kind of like two weeks out for the most part. Um, so, yeah. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. Yeah, so we heard a little bit about Macaroni Kid, which is great. Talk to Joe here for a little bit and, and talk more about the Biddeford Recreation Commission. So how did you how did you end up getting involved with the commission, Joe? What about Parks and Recs drew you to it? Um, well, I've always been uh, community-minded, even back in high school. Um, interestingly enough, you were talking about the skate park. I was involved as a high school student in oh, uh, raising money with nice. the former mayor and and in getting that done. So um, it's always been an important part of, of who I am and, 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 um, and what I've done. And uh, once I came back to the community, uh, once I opened my business here, I look for different ways that I can become involved. And um, the opportunity presented itself to become a member of the Recreation Commission. Um, and that was back in 2009 or 10. So a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, a little while ago now. And then um, and, and, and I haven't looked back. I've been, I've been on there since then. Awesome. So, so what is the focus of the commission? I think a lot of people think about the rec department for like basketball and soccer, but there's a lot that goes into the recreation sure, program. Sure. So what is that commission really focused sure. on? Of course, we're involved in, in all these sports and everything that happened and um, soccer teams and, and, and such. But um, we do kind of oversee all the parks, the beach areas, the river areas in the city. Um, we're constantly looking at ways to... Um, to improve those areas and recreational opportunities and advocating uh, during budget season to, um, to, to get more funding for, for those. Um, we're involved with everything from before and after school care for kids, um, multiple free events throughout the year, uh, different holidays uh, that we help put on with different city partners. So there, there's a lot to it. Fantastic. 
So in our conversation with Delilah last week, we talked a lot about the downtown revitalization, how they really partner with the city. Rec Commission, you're very much a part of the city, but you also do work with Heart of Bitterford on projects. Oh, we sure do. We sure do. It's a, it's a, definitely a, a great collaboration, um, and it helps that I'm the vice president of Heart of Bitterford, too. It makes it easy to, to collaborate. Um, just for example, a few years back, we were able to partner with, with Heart of Bitterford for, to be our fiscal sponsor and received a $50,000 grant from the Sewell Foundation. Uh, for improvements in Clifford Park. Um, and without the heart of Biddeford, we I, I don't think we would have received um, received those funds. Um, so we're always looking to work with with different community partners in order to, to make things happen. Excellent. So what um when you think about your role in the commission and what you see around the community as you're out and about, are, are there common things you hear people asking about, things they need, things they feel like the community is lacking? Sure. I mean, recreational opportunities and, and facilities come up all the time. Um, of course, the uh, playgrounds are a big one. <laughs> we have a lot of little playgrounds around the city, but there's been um, kind of a desire for a larger destination playground for a long time. And we finally got some traction um, working to that. And people want access to the river. They want to be able to put their boats in. They want um, good trail systems uh, to be able to go out on hike and run and, um, and bike. So. Well, I'd love to know from you both, what are your favorite things to do in the area? So I've definitely been utilizing the beaches a lot this summer. Um, I really love like Bitterford Pool area. It's the bummer about it is that it's hard to meet friends there because it's mainly for Bitterford residents. But <laughs> love the beaches. Um, Willard Beach in South Portland is a really great beach um, because there's a playground, there's like a little snack shack, a bathroom for kids, and free parking. So you can, if you can find a spot. Right, right. <laughs> How about yourself, Joe? Um, of course, love the beaches. My family grew up in Biddeford Pool, so we have a strong connection down there. Um, we love Clifford Park. Clifford Park is this beautiful 150-acre urban forest that is just incredible. Um, and we spend a ton of time hiking and biking um, out in that area, so... Yeah, one of the really cool things about Clifford Park that I honestly didn't know about till I lived here, and I only know about it now because my neighborhood butts up against it, but there's <laughs> this really beautiful waterfall inside of Clifford Park that I never knew was there till I could hear it from my neighborhood. Yeah, almost part of Clifford Park. We'll, we'll be soon. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Sorry. <laughs> not, to, not to steal the headline there, yeah. but, but, you know, but abutting all that beautiful land yeah. is, this, is this waterfall that is it's really cool to go look at, um, and it, it ties in nicely to some of the hiking trails. Now, Christina, how would folks get in touch with you? So um, my website is portland.macaronikid.com. Um, so you can go there to sign up for a weekly newsletter um, and to see what's going on around town. And if you want to contact me directly for advertising your business or to let me know about events, you can contact me at maccidportlandmaine at macaronikid.com. Awesome. Great. Well, we do have to head to break. We'll catch up with Joe here in a second. We'll discuss more about developing a family-friendly community in our next segment and answer some more questions of our guests in segment number three. This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here with Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty and his weekly guest experts. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio. We are back here discussing the developing of a family-friendly community. And um, 
Yeah, if you missed a previous episode or even earlier segments of this show, you can download our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. We're joined today by Joe McKenney and Christina Wilson talking about the family-friendly community aspects. Um, and if during the show today you've got questions or, or thoughts on this or want to talk to any of our experts, you can always reach us at 207-331-5516, text or call, uh, or email us at close at home at portlandradiogroup.com. Um, as we're running the break, we were talking a little bit about feedback, Joe, and how that kind of gets around the community. Uh, in your role, how does the feedback of the community kind of eventually go from the community to the commission and then eventually into the city's plans? Sure, sure. Um, it's extremely important for the community members to get involved and let us know what they need in their community. And it makes things happen. Um, for example, we were talking a little bit earlier about a playground. Um, we've had a playground on our CIP budget wish list for 10 years. Um, recently, we had a group of um, citizens come together and really kind of push the need for a playground in our city um, and um, push that all the way to the city council. And we now have um, $200,000 allocated for a new playground um, in the city of Bedford. Um, and that would not have happened without our community members getting involved and in, in letting us know what they want, what they need. Yeah, it makes sense because the city council is not going to wake up one morning and go, man, we really need a playground. No, nope. <laughs> Unless the citizens are saying, man, we really need a playground, right? Correct. And and we have a great city council and they're really, um, they're really good about um, realizing what the community members need when they, when they know about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Makes a lot of sense. So uh, question really for you, for both of you to, to go back to the, the amenities. How do you evaluate the amenities of the community? Like when you look around, like what are the things you're looking for? What are the things you feel are important? Why don't you start us off, Christina? Yeah, so I definitely look a lot at library programming. Um, I think that's an incredible resource for like all ages. It's free and it's a great place for like children to learn um, and for parents to meet one another and connect and uh, really form a close-knit community. Um, Also, I feel like rec programming is also very important, Um, generally inexpensive um, activities for kids to do um, before and after school and like even for younger children um, during the school year. And also I look a lot at green spaces like parks and playgrounds and things like that. I just feel it's so important, especially with the pandemic, to have places for kids to go outside and play. Awesome. And then, Joe, from your perspective as a member of the city, but also a member of the, of the city government, how do you evaluate the, commun- the amenities of the community and what's needed? Sure. Well, first and foremost, feedback from the community members is, is really what we kind of start with and kind of taking a look and taking an inventory of what we currently have, um, what we don't have, what needs to be improved, um, and of course, how to fund <laughs> all of that stuff. Exactly. So you mentioned you mentioned inventory. Yep. Delilah said the same thing. It's her role is to really inventory what what the city has sure. and how to better use it. Yep. I'm assuming similar approach for you. We do. We 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 have a whole list um, that we kind of update yearly um, with regards to playgrounds and boat access and trails and everything like that and uh, kind of you know what needs to be improved, what don't we have that we need to add, and we kind of look at look at that on a yearly basis. Gotcha. Great. Well, I think I know Christina's answer because she mentioned communication, socializing. She she likes to uh, network with other uh, parents. But uh, are there certain types of amenities that you feel create a more of a community, family friendly environment? Yeah, I mean, I definitely like I had already said, like the library for me is a huge resource. Um, that's where I ended up meeting so many of my mom friends. Um, and 
also, um, I do feel like having like playgrounds available for kids um, is also just very important. Yeah, that social aspect. You yeah. mentioned that a few times. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Interested to hear what Joe has to say on that. So uh, what types of amenities or certain types of amenities create that community family friendliness? Sure. And and obviously kind of focusing on those recreational opportunities, um, getting kids out of the house off those tablets and getting families together to to recreate and play and and realizing how important that is, not just for the children, but for everybody in our community and how it really um, it really helps the sense of community and the quality of life. Yeah. And, and I love that idea of, um, I think, networking, as you called it, Jeff, which where Christina, you're looking for the social aspect, not just for your kids, but it's also for you, because when you spend all day with your kids, sometimes it's nice to see some adults. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio on News Radio 98.5 FM and AM 560 WGAN. No, I would tend to agree that you want to be able to go there and make it mom and dad friendly right. as well. So you'd be bored out of your mind if you're just sitting there and can't interact with other parents. Well, and that's the thing I laugh about all the time and talking about this with my wife is that we, we oftentimes think about the kids need. What do the kids need socially? What do the kids need for, for a, a place to burn off energy? But really, it's also what do we as parents need when we get out of the house? Like, you, you want to go to a playground where you, you can actually see them and you're not chasing them around necessarily. You want to go to the parks where you're not afraid of them tripping and falling or wiping out on something. So, Christina, how do you determine which places or events get published on Macaroni Kid? Yeah, so I actually keep a running spreadsheet of different places to check out every month. Um, so I try to keep it inexpensive, free, inexpensive things. Um, I look a lot, like I've said, at rec centers and all of the um, libraries and just places like the Trolley Museum or mm. that kind of thing. Perfect. Are there things that you that you have recommended to you that you look at and go, maybe I'm not going to put that on there? Like, do you have certain criteria you're like, I don't necessarily think I would include something like that? Yeah. So, like, I was looking yesterday, actually, at events to add to the calendar, and there was an event that was... I think it was like a family friendly event and I went to add it and then I saw the price was like $50 and I was like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Um, it definitely has to be affordable, Um, especially if you have more than one kid. People can't afford that, especially in this economy. (laughs) I know. I look at the families with three and four kids buying tickets to all these different places and I just shake my head sometimes what that total cost might be. Yeah. No, I originally wanted three or four kids and when I had two, I was like, I'm good. I'm good with this. Yeah. So speaking of speaking of that piece, um, you had mentioned a few minutes ago, Joe, it's, it's one thing to get the plan to the city council. It's another thing to get it funded and, and approved. Where, where does the funding come from for these projects? You mentioned, mentioned some grants. I'm assuming the city's got a budget, but are there other sources of funding for these programs? Yeah. And one of the great things about living in Biddeford is there's a lot of community minded people and volunteers and businesses that get together um, and make things happen. <laughs> uh, for instance, uh, 10 years ago, we I helped build a dog park and we raised $12,000 to be able to do that on our own. The city gave us the land to do it. We raised the money. Um, a few years back, Waterhouse Field needed a uh, bad mm. renovation it yeah, was it in did. tough shape <laughs> yeah and a ton of community members came together businesses donated their time and um and energy and and materials and, and made that happen um so so i think it's kind of a combination of everything and uh 
um, it's certainly a, a spider web to <laughs> yeah. to deal with sometimes. For sure. And so so those ideas of we need to take care of these various projects, some of that comes from the community. What are the best ways for people when they see that need to actually bring that to somebody? Where can they go to bring that to somebody? Certainly they can. Um, you can certainly go to the city website and look up um, the Recreation Commission. You can send us any um, emails or our phone numbers are on there as well. Um, I encourage people to contact our city councilors too, because ultimately they're the decision makers in the end. Um, and the more they know about community needs, the, the, the more likely things are going to happen. Sure. So if people want to catch, get in touch with you directly and, and bring something to the Recreation Commission, how do they do that? Sure. They can, e- they can uh, email me at joseph.mckenney at biddefordmaine.org, um, or they can go to the City of Biddeford website and all of our contact information is, is right on there. Outstanding. Outstanding. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Joe and uh, Christina. Well, we're going to head to break here shortly. We have a final segment with our tip of the week, and uh, Joe and Christina will join us as well as our around town. That will be the uh, the kid version or the children's version from Christina to uh, to wrap things up. Yeah, you're listening. You're listening to Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio News Radio, ninety-eight five FM and AM five sixty WGAN. We'll be right back. This is Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio. Whether buying your first home, your next home, or upgrading your present home, everything you need to know is right here with Jeff Matea of the Matea Group at Keller Williams Realty and his weekly guest experts. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Closer to Home, Maine's real estate radio. I'm your host, Jeff Matea, Keller Williams Realty, the Matea Group, here with Harrison Smith, and we're wrapping things up in our final segment, talking again about community, its impact on real estate values, desirability of areas. And we have our tip of the week with our two guests. Absolutely. So every week we do a tip of the week. If you've missed our past shows, you can always find them at WGAN.com in the podcast section, or you can download them on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Tip of the week this week, really diving into community and and how do you figure out what the community offers? Um, Our tip of the week is find some ways to research the community you're thinking about moving to. We get this question a lot where what are the schools like? What are the parks like? What do they have for amenities? What are the restaurants like? Um, And there's lots of different resources out there for that. But we wanted to talk a little bit with Joe and Christina in terms of what is what are these what does the city of Biddeford, as an example, offer for ways to find that out? As a parent, what are you what are you going in and trying to find or utilize for resources to find that stuff? So with that being said, Joe, so somebody moving into into an area like Biddeford that wants to get a sense of what that community is like, wants to get a sense of what there are for certain amenities. What are the resources they can utilize maybe online or through other means to find out what that is? Sure, sure. Um, that's something we're always working on and the city's actively working on some new ways to uh, connect with community members to let them know about resources and what's happening. Um, I would certainly recommend people go to the City of Biddeford website um, and uh, as far as recreational opportunities, you can certainly click on the, the recreation page to kind of learn about everything um, we have multiple pages for every um, different facility we have in town um, that gives all the information people c- could want there. Um, and of course, heartofbiddeford.org. Um, we partner with the city and really help get our information out there. You sign up for our newsletter there. Um, and we're always, every week, we're talking about different activities and, and things that are happening in town. Um, and same thing with the city, too, that you can sign up for the city's emails. Um, and that's been a, a, a new great way to, to find out more information. Yeah, I find those emails to be really really enlightening as to what's going on. So that's good. It is. And we have a new um, 
We have a new uh, city employee who's uh, director of um, equity, inclusion, and outreach, mm. <laughs> and um, he's doing a great job on social media about um, talking about city council meetings and and uh, what's happening throughout the city. So certainly a lot of ways to, to find out what's happening. Awesome. And then as a parent, Christina, when you're looking around the area to find out what's going on, obviously they can come and visit Macaroni Kid and take a look. But um, before Macaroni Kid or in addition to Macaroni Kid, what other resources do you try to go out and search for to find that feedback? I use Facebook a lot. Um, and so like coming from the question of how do you find um, out about a certain community, how do you research community? I really do think that um, like family and parent Facebook groups are a great resource to go and directly ask parents what's going on in that town, what they think of it. People will generally give you an honest opinion. Um, and also, I've touched upon how I'm a very um, social person. Go to the playground um, in, in the town that you're interested in and talk to the local families and get a real opinion on, uh, on what's going on. Yeah, I love that feedback because the one thing I found with Mainers is that when you when you do when a, when a new person stops by a playground or a park or whatever and starts asking questions, this isn't like Boston where they kind of give you the cold shoulder. Like right. they're gonna they're gonna talk to you. They're gonna answer your questions for sure. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you the good and the bad for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, because you know there's the Facebook moms groups, but uh, yeah, if, if our clients can visit the area or even our agents who we encourage to be local experts on the area to then let's not sugarcoat this. Let's tell them how it is. This is what we feel and think in our experiences of the community. But then to hear it directly from a community member would be excellent. So our buyers that are looking at properties, you know, head to the local playground. If you don't have children, it's okay. Go to the library. Um, right. But again, socialize with with wonderful folks like Christina and Joe to learn about that community that you might be moving into. Yeah, we always encourage people to get out in the community that might be joining just to see what it's like. But even if they can't get out there, to Christina's point about Facebook groups, you'll go find the Facebook groups, go find the three or four most active members and see if you can't connect with them directly. Because Maybe you're not standing shoulder to shoulder to playground with them, but they'll answer your questions if you ask them to them via Facebook or whatever means you might find. And there's also other experts. So as Joe mentioned, if you've got questions, you can always reach out to people like him. You can reach out to people within the city and ask questions. What's on the agenda? What are the playgrounds like? What are the, what are the ongoing projects? Um, and Delilah at Heart of Biddeford is also another great resource. So go find those various groups and those resources where they will answer your questions because unlike, unlike a real big city in Maine, everybody's really looking out for each other and happy to answer those questions. Exactly. So we'll uh, wrap things up. We have an around town kids version, so kid friendly. Uh, and Christina has a number of events uh, on the calendar. Yeah. So um, the day that this airs on Sunday, August 14th, there's a dino trolley at the Seashore Trolley Museum in Kennebunkport. Um, they're going to have their trolleys all decked out in safari and jungle themed. And they're going to have cardboard cutouts of dinosaurs hidden in the woods to spot on your ride. They're going to have dino dig, uh, dino egg hunts, scavenger hunt, frozen fossil dig, crafts, photo station. Um, And they're going to be having uh, their trolleys leaving every 45 minutes from 9.45 to 3 p.m. And that's, again, on Sunday. Uh, On Monday, August 15th, um, there is a really cool resource that I just found out about recently, and that's that the Portland Public Library has a bookmobile that drives around Portland and has different story times. Um, So on Mondays, they are at the Deering Oaks Playground at 11, um, and then they're also at the East End Playground, which is a gorgeous playground overlooking the East End. Um, There's always food trucks, too. Uh, They're at the East End Playground on Wednesdays at 1245. 
Um, Very cool. So, yeah, it's a really awesome story time. Check out all of your local library story times, but that's one to highlight. Um, and then on Tuesday, August 16th, um, Uno's is having a back to school event. Um, kids eat free with the uh, purchase of an adult entree and they're going to be making pencil boxes for back to school. You're going to want to call to reserve your spot on that one. It's from four to seven on Tuesday. Um, and then on Wednesday, uh, at Rock Row in Westbrook, there is going to be a free family event from four thirty to six thirty. They're going to have face painting, balloon twisting, axe pit throwing, touch Ooh. a truck. And you'll also get a chance to meet the police dogs of the Westbrook K-9 unit. And they're going to have food trucks set up as well. Um, and then <laughs> on, so Friday and Saturday, as the three Biddeford residents here, <laughs> I think we're all pretty excited about River Jam. Um, huge deal in Biddeford. And so on Friday, they're going to kick things off with the Fringe Festival. And that's from five to nine. And that's focuses more on the arts. So they're going to have um, dancing, interactive art activities for uh, kids and adults, um, and an art walk. And that's going to be focused mainly on Main Street. And then on Saturday, that's the main event. Um, and that is going to be from 11 a.m. to 9.30. And um, most of those events are going to be centered around Mechanics Park. And there's going to be live music all day, dance performances. There's going to be kids' activities. There's going to be like a water slide, um, a chance to meet a dinosaur, potato sack races, horse-drawn wagon rides. You can rent a boat. Um, you can uh, try some international cuisine for free. Um, and so the night is going to end up um, end around 9.15 with some fireworks. Um, and in the evening hours, they're going to have like a beer and wine tent and food trucks as well um, for the adults. That's amazing. So, so Joe, as somebody who's been on the other side of River Jam, not just getting to enjoy it, how big an undertaking is it to put on an event like that, to find the volunteers, to line up all the resources? Uh, we start meeting in September wow. <laughs> of, of, of each year, and um, it, it's it's a big undertaking. And the festival has grown um, in the past nine years. It's our uh, it's our premier event for the heart of Biddeford um, for the year. We partner with many different community organizations, such as the Recreation Department, Engine, Biddeford Cultural, um, and Heritage. Uh, and so we partner with all these people to make to make this happen and to bring this event to to Biddeford. So um, you don't want to miss it. It's it's great. We're gonna have a we're gonna have our best year yet. Amazing. Did you have more events, Christina? That's what I have. For That's you. what we have. Great. Well, we have our, our around town as well to uh, be the parent friendly, right? Yeah. We have uh, yoga by the sea on Friday, August nineteenth, eight thirty to nine thirty in the uh, in Agunquit at the Agunquit Museum of American Art. Uh, yeah. There you'll be. Instructed on healthy body alignment, encouraged to listen to your body and assist in, in modifying postures as needed to make them safe for you. Uh, so those folks, whether you've done yoga before or this be your first time, I'd, I'd encourage you to uh, attend. It's a great but, event. But what a great place to do yoga too, like well, right yeah, there by the sea, getting to listen to the ocean. Right. I mean, that's pretty nice. Yeah, they're, they're always uh, doing different uh, yoga events uh, around town and other areas that I see that are near the water, yep. giving you a reason to really appreciate Absolutely. the landscape. Yeah, then we got the uh, we got the summer sunsets live Thursdays at Thompson's Point in Portland, four to eight thirty. Uh, they've got live bands, food trucks. I feel like food trucks are a common theme now; they're everywhere. Oh, especially in Portland. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, craft cocktails. Just, it's a it's a lot of fun. Thompson's Point's always busy on the uh, basically kind of that second half of the week. They've always got some stuff going on. And dogs are welcome. 
They are, which is which is a really a big deal these days. That's right. And just to be outside, I mean, and the, the weather has, uh, it's not 100 degrees every day or mid-90s like it, like it had been. So uh, it's, things are cooling off and it's uh, great to just escape and be outside on a, a Thursday evening and enjoy some music. Exactly. Uh, and then lastly, we've got uh, Monument Square, 11 a.m. to 1.30 on Saturdays. Uh, you can explore the Old Port's history and places of interest in a two-and-a-half-hour walking tour. Uh, really cool to get to see some of the history of Portland and hear about it as you're walking around uh, that whole downtown area. Um, so if you're in, if you're into history, into Portland, want to do some walking, great place to go. That's pretty wild. I mean, I see starting 1632 and there are 50 historic stops and landmarks. Um, I mean, I know like the landmarks of Portland. Yep. Yeah. All right. So uh, quickly before we go, um, one more time, Christina, how can people find Macaroni Kid? Yeah. So it's portland.macaronikid.com. Awesome. And then one more time for you, Joe, how can people reach out to you or the Biddeford Rec Commission? Um, they can go to the City of Biddeford website or they can email me directly at joseph.mckenney at biddefordmaine.org. Awesome. Well, there's a pretty good chance I'll be at that dino trolley this weekend on Sunday on the earlier side. So people want to re- come out there and say hi, please do. I'll probably be there. And, you, and you're volunteering for River Jam, right? Uh, we'll see. Free t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll another, see. another great show. Thank you so much for listening to Closer to Home Maine's Real Estate Radio. And uh, we look forward to your questions that we can answer live on the air. 207-331-5516. That's text friendly as well. You can email closer to home at portlandradiogroup.com. Thank you again. Have a great weekend.